I'm your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have conversations about sex and sexuality. And today, I have someone uh, who's been on the podcast, like, and the live show many, many times at this point. <laughs> it's a reunion tour. <laughs> You just can't keep me away. I just can't. I just keep hounding you to come back. And you graciously just keep saying yes. I mean, you're one of the best interviewers in the biz. That's what, that's why I keep coming back. I love oh, talking to you. Oh, you. You're just too kind. <laughs> Everyone, the smooth, sultry tones that you are listening to is the author of the new book, 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do. Kate Sloan. Hi, Kate. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> so good. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm so excited for you about this. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been uh, a long process. It is finally here. I think I've been working on this book for like two years. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, two years in the making. What does that feel like to like finally have like today looking at the day we were recording this today is launch day, baby. Mm -hmm. How's it feel after all that time? Yeah, it feels pretty amazing. It's really strange, like being someone who works in like online writing mostly uh, to have worked on a book because the lead time on everything is so much longer. And like it was months and months of like editing and then like looking for an illustrator and doing layout and all of this stuff. Um, so that was new for me to have to wait like two years to hear what people think about something that I wrote. But um, yeah, I think that it came out really good. And I'm, I've been really happy seeing people posting about it on social media and stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I am. I'm awaiting my copy. It is in the mail. <laughs> um, can't wait to see it. But I've seen some previews online of the illustrations you're talking about. I love them. What was the process to finding an illustrator? Well, we looked at a bunch of different people. My publisher was trying to help me find somebody. And then I was also contributing ideas, like artists that I found on Instagram and various places. And we really wanted somebody who's comfortable with sexual subject matter because there is some like pretty racy stuff to illustrate in this book, <laughs> uh -huh, uh -huh. to say the least. Um, so we eventually found this artist named Iwa Zach, who does these beautiful like sort of cartoonish but also realistic and like really sensual and tasteful but very sexy um, illustrations and she's done all these amazing pictures throughout the book of things like leather jackets and high heels and nice, gags nice. and um, group sex and cuckolding and voyeurism like all these just beautiful illustrations that um, honestly could be released as like a, a book of their own because they're such beautiful like erotic art and I'm just yeah so thrilled to have them alongside my words. Yeah, I feel like it like just adds to the like kind of classy classic nature just of the aesthetics of like this black hardcover, like little black book kind of feeling, mm -hmm. you know, it just yeah. kind of amplifies that. Yeah, I'm not always into the like kink has to be classy thing, but like, <laughs> I mean, because it reminds me of Christian Grey, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah. But I do think that there is something very classy about this book. And also the fact that it is a hardcover makes it excellent for spankings, which I hadn't really thought about until I held the book in my hands and then was like, oh, okay, oh, that would be neat. <laughs> I was just going to say, was that intentional? Because I know you're a fan of using like found objects for, for impact play. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't intentional in the sense that like at no point in the process did I write to my publisher and be like, can you make this book really good for Spain? <laughs> like, Imagine uh, yeah, like I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have occurred to me because like I'm not a book designer and I was just trusting them. But then when it came out, like it is this beautiful hardcover that has like a decent amount of heft to it. So it's like somewhat on the thuddy side. And um, theoretically, <laughs> if you slapped someone hard enough with it, maybe it would leave an imprint of the title in their ass. I don't yes, know. Yes, because it's like embossed. Oh, yeah. I mean, that has to be a thing you have to try. Yeah, yeah. I'm not personally into like spankings hard enough that would leave that kind of mark. But someone is. 
yeah, someone will be, and, and someday I'll, I'll receive a photo, I'm sure, of someone who's done that. <laughs> I mean, you have a launch potty, party, a launch potty, wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a different that, thing. That might be, I don't know, it might be the thing. Um, you have a <laughs> launch party tomorrow night, so this will have happened after um, this is aired, but I mean, mm-hmm. what a great, like, live kink demo to have during your launch party. <laughs> Am I wrong? Yeah, we were actually talking about it. I'm still, like, working out the details of what we're going to do for the demos, which is maybe kind of weird because it's tomorrow, but um, <laughs> I just have a lot going on. But, like, there's definitely going to be, like, a sadism, masochism type of demo. And, yeah. Um, yeah, who knows if my book will be one of the the implements on offer. But I can say if anybody <laughs> is in the market for a book to be spanked with, I think that it's a pretty good one for that. Amazing. So moving on from like the, um, you know, thuddiness slash stinginess of the actual physical book. (laughs) Um, The thing that I'm coming away with um, when I'm looking at uh, reviews and whatnot surrounding your book and like testimonials, um, you got Mm -hmm. some pretty great celebs, some sexy celebs to uh, (laughs) uh, do some quotes about your book. Thank you. The main takeaway that I'm getting is that it's accessible AF to people. Yeah, that was kind of the whole uh, point of it and and something that I was really excited about because um, I just feel like there's a lot of like 101 level kink resources out there that are like either too simplistic and focused on like kind of the, the basic quote unquote kinks that everybody thinks of when we think about kink and BDSM or mm-hmm. they would be like, way too complicated and like introducing way too many like safety warnings and like complications and I don't know I just wanted to write something that was like easy to pick up no matter where you are in your kinky journey um and learn about things that you might want to try and especially like learn about how to how to do them safely uh but with kind of like a harm reduction approach so like there's very few things in the book that I say like absolutely do not do this thing Mm -hmm. um but because uh, my view is like people are going to do it anyway. Like I might as well tell them how to do it safely if I can. Hey, there you go. That's why mom let you drink in her basement. When you're <laughs> right. Age, right. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. <laughs> Rather you do it in the house. Mom. I'm a cool mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so funny that you say that. I've actually been thinking of that scene like every time I talk about harm reduction lately and doing book promotion because I watched Mean Girls recently again and um that's just such a funny and great example of what harm reduction is right just coming in with like her big fake tits and just nipples out i love it yeah Yeah. actually i have a i actually watched rewatch mean girls uh recently as well and i have like um a play partner of mine who is kind of like an umami dynamic for Mm -hmm. me and we always say that like that's her quote she's like i'm not a regular mom i'm a cool (laughs) mom we do that like emoji with the sunglasses like back and forth so we're like we have to watch this movie together and there was that glorious scene <laughs> it's it's truly got to be one of my favorite movies this I, I like wrote a whole thing recently about how i think regina is queer and like closeted yeah. i don't know there's just so many different ways you can read like her behavior in that yes film. like why are you so obsessed <laughs> with me like right you know and why are you so why are you so threatened by lesbianism i don't know there's a lot going on <laughs> I would love to, if that, hey, if the, I know you have a different book in the works, but if you want to switch and make this just... <laughs> just an entire book about... Yeah, like just tearing apart all <laughs> Regina George's sexuality. I'm so game. Um, gladly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I like that you brought up, um, you know, a lot of these 101 books kind of just cover kind of, I don't know, like kind of quote unquote traditional entry level kinks, like, and they Mm -hmm. don't really cover the ways you can approach lots of other kinks, you know, on this entry point, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like to try for the first time. Kinks that you definitely, you wouldn't maybe usually think of as like uh, stuff you'd see in a 101 book. Can -hmm. you talk about just like a couple of the ones that you're talking about when you say that? Yeah, so, like, the ones that people tend to think of and the ones that are, like, you know, in Fifty Shades and Secretary and stuff, like, are, like, spanking, bondage, maybe sensory deprivation, dominance and submission. Um, These are all great things that I love very much, but um, I also know that from talking to kinksters like my spouse, who is a hypnosis fetishist, as well as, like, our pal Dick Wound, who's, like, a fetishist of a whole bunch of different things, like, I just know from experience that... 
a lot of people when they get into kink, uh, those quote unquote more basic things are like not the things that they're necessarily immediately curious about. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that there can be a tendency to wonder if you even have a place in the kink community if you're not seeing your desires reflected in like these introductory resources. Like say if you're picking up a book, say if you're kind of discovering that you have, you know, a, a fetish or and you're mm -hmm. like, what's this? And you like go to research kind of some 101 access point information mm -hmm. about said kink and you're not finding it in these 101 curated you know resources right how are you gonna feel you know yeah exactly and like when i started to realize in my early 20s that i was into age play which is like not always considered one of the most like beginner type of yeah. kinks um i had a sense a lot of the time that like oh my gosh what if i'm too kinky to date vanilla people but i'm too vanilla to date like quote unquote real kinky people um and i think that part of that has to do with like the focus in so many introductory kink resources on these you know same handful of kinks over and over again um and also like part of why i wanted to write about a, a broad range of things is that there are some things that people do that they may think are like relatively vanilla that actually would really benefit from being viewed through a kink framework so yes things like sleepy sex or like intoxicated sex Ooh. like to me those are very kinky there's like power dynamics involved it's really helpful to like pre-negotiate stuff like that so that you don't cross boundaries it's really helpful to have communication tools like safe words and check-ins and stuff um and like there are a ton of vanilla people or vanilla identified people doing that those things every day and not knowing mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that like you can use kink tools to to do those as well so i have some stuff in there too that you know people may not have thought of as kinky but it totally can be yeah i love that i've i've definitely over the years had partners that don't necessarily identify as kinky but do kinky as fuck stuff like yeah that they just don't you know and cool identify how you want to identify but like from me being a kinky person that's just how i see the world i'm like you are <laughs> kidding yourself bro like yeah if you talking wanting to talk about other people in bed like via dirty talk <laughs> is not like a, a cuckolding fantasy <laughs> like i yeah. mean i don't know what is like <laughs> right yeah, that's that's such an interesting example, too, because so many of the media depictions of cuckolding are like so extreme, like, you know, mm. you're literally watching your wife get fucked by some guy right in front of you or whatever. And yeah, um, it does not have to be that extreme. And like, part of what I tried to do in this book is there's like three suggestions um, for things you can actually try for every section of the book. And I tried to make them sort of like escalating in difficulty or in yeah. intensity. And some of them are literally just like, fantasize about this thing or like you know while you're masturbating like replicate this kink in some way by yourself and just like see how it makes you feel because yeah, yeah it's it can be really good to tiptoe into things like that yeah i feel like i i'm i'm gonna make a really broad just blanket statement here <laughs> but i <laughs> okay. i feel like like being a kink provider i i feel like almost every kink you can jump in at this super mild low intensity level like almost mm -hmm. every kink like yeah. you can you can masturbate and think of so picture something in your head with every kink you know mm -hmm. so like start there like why not start there and there are like i feel like there are really baby steps you can take to almost any kink yeah totally right. whether you're you're thinking about it or you're talking dirty about it yeah. or you're like paying a provider to talk dirty to you about Hell it Hell yeah yeah <laughs> should i drop my pro-dom pro email right now um <laughs> but yeah no that like you know it, it's this thing of how do you want to experience this kink and to experience it in a way that isn't just full out doing it at an absolute 11 um, mm -hmm. every little step along the way is super valid and it doesn't have to have this end game end goal of like, like you said, with the cuckolding fantasy being, you know, blindfolded and just allowed to listen to your wife get fucked by a dude with mm -hmm. a big dick or something. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to be that it can be incorporated in all these other ways that, mm -hmm. um, aren't necessarily that, that extreme. <laughs> but if you want to do that thing too, that's a really great, I mean, I did that. <laughs> recently <laughs> oh congratulations that sounds awesome <laughs> and it was a professional venture so i got paid ken nice what is my life you know 
That's a win-win. <laughs> yeah, win-win-win. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other thing, okay, so I'm getting like accessibility of sex. Whoa, accessibility? Access- That's a tough word. What did I say? Ex-ex- I said sex in it. Yeah. I made well, up a new word. Sex as, is in everything, so as, that, that makes sense. Accessibility is what I said. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, start a new brand right as, now. As sexability. Oh my god, yeah. I'm emailing Andrew Gerza. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, we got to get the domain name. Um, <laughs> what I'm getting like uh, from all these testimonials and reviews from your book, other than that, um, is that it's also fucking great for experienced kinksters. Yeah, was that intentional as well? Kind of doing both. You know, it wasn't initially, but uh, I just know so many perverts like yourself who, (laughs) like, um, many of my friends were, like, looking at the book while I was working on it and offering suggestions. And also, like, I was just thinking very much about, like I said, the friends of mine who are fetishists and, like, pretty much knew from a young age that they were really intrigued by a particular thing. And so I was like, I really want to cover... Not only 101 things that, like, the average person might try and, like, might be able to try, but just, like, a lot of different things that people could be into so that, yeah, if you're a more experienced kinkster, but you've only tried a certain number of things, maybe you can pick this up and and find some other stuff. And I also try to write a lot about, like, what's hot about each thing. Yeah. Like, what would draw someone to it? And I think that kinksters in particular are good at like understanding those types of explanations because they can go like oh like I see how this relates to like something that I'm already into like Mm -hmm. DS or sadomasochism or whatever and I can kind of like map that onto this new thing that I want to try I totally love that that's kind of the way I think of something too when I'm like presented with a thing I haven't done before I'm like okay what could this like intersect with you know what other Mm -hmm. kinks of mine that I know I'm really into could we kind of like what lens can I look at this in that it makes yeah. sense to me um, as far as like whether I'm into it or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. I, I'm very into DS in many different forms and uh i find that that pretty much can go with anything like (laughs) almost any of these things you can you can like boss someone into doing it or you can be bossed into doing it so like there you go there's some ds right there love it yeah i'm the same way with like i think my main jam is like objectification so i think that's also Mm -hmm. one that you can like that you can kind of throw into almost anything as well yeah yeah Yeah, totally (laughs) yeah (laughs) I love that um, you're kind of like, you know, passing this around to the, the you yourself as a very experienced kinkster, but like also other experienced kinksters in your life. What was like when you were doing that um, and kind of getting feedback from them before the actual publication of it? Like what was the general vibe? What were people feeling, thinking about it? Hmm. Um, there was definitely some questions of like, would beginners really want to do some of these things? Yeah. There's some stuff in there. There's like sounding and figging. Yes, and... please. Yes. Yeah. And like my view is, I don't know. I kind of want to trust beginners that um, just because they're beginners doesn't mean that they necessarily want to keep things super mild. Um, but also uh, people just in my life had a lot of ideas to suggest um, about like things I could tell people to do in the book in order to try these kinks um and my spouse matt um was reading the new chapters every day that i was working on the book um and yeah we we used our like ds dynamic as part of like the writing process to keep me motivated and stuff so we will yes let's talk more about that yes (laughs) it's pretty true thought (laughs) but also yes love that Yeah, I think that one of the funniest um, conversations we had during the writing of the book was like I was writing about facials and I one of my suggestions was like if you have a penis and you like want to give a facial but you're nervous about it like you could try to angle yourself so that you can come on your own face because like then you could (laughs) Mm -hmm. know what it's like Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. to have your face come on. Come on, came on. on? I don't, I don't know what the. (laughs) That's a tricky, tricky one. It's like Um, edited, edited it. You know, I already edited it. I edited it. (laughs) I come on the bodon. (laughs) Right, (laughs) but like me and Matt were laughing about like how 
I was telling these probably mostly straight men to come on their own faces and like how that's kind of it's oh, like sort kind of, of amazing. It, yeah, it's like subversive in it, in its own odd way. And I genuinely thought that the editors would be like, "You can't put uh, this no. in here," <laughs> but it's in there. They left it in. To this day, it is in my book. <laughs> I love that. Applause to your editors. Like, soft applause to your editors. <laughs> yeah, they were they were really cool. Um, and, and to be clear, like, I am not, like, ridiculing that suggestion as, like, a silly thing that shouldn't be in the book. Like, I actually really no. do believe strongly that that should be in the book, and I'm glad that it is because... I just think, you know, there are some people who say that if you're going to top, you should always yep. bottom. I don't always agree with that, but uh, I do think it's sometimes helpful when you're nervous about topping for a particular thing. Some of your nervousness may come from, like, I don't know what it's like to receive that thing, mm-hmm. and maybe you'd feel calmer if you did. Hey, there you go. Yeah, no, and I love, like, you know, giving, uh, like, cis men um, who don't accept things usually like penetration and like they don't maybe don't bottom a lot for them to have like some kind of small insight into what it is like to receive a dick or a facial Mm -hmm. or, or whatever, you know, would probably really help them just like understand the other person's experience Mm -hmm. and probably be be able to be another, a better top slash dom going Mm -hmm. forward. You know what I mean? Just have that experience, even just a couple times I feel like that's going to teach you so much about the other the other side of the slash you know yeah yeah totally my caveat with that is like if they genuinely don't want to I don't yeah. think that like because you know there are some people who are just more into the topping side of things and 100%. Like that, that's totally valid but I, I agree with you I think that it can provide a lot of useful empathy and yeah. information like I, I know that I'm definitely a better impact top because I've bottomed for so much impact like I just have a way better sense of like how to build sensation and um like rhythm and you know stuff that I enjoy in my own spankings I can provide for other people better yeah totally and not to say that like everybody receives it in the same way that you receive it so you're going to replicate exactly you know how you received that facial and the other person (laughs) will like it too because you liked it in this exact very specific (laughs) subjective way you know what I mean so right but just a bit of insight and a bit of a learning experience into into just the bottoming experience you know yeah you can't be like well I loved getting it in my eyes yes clearly you will too (laughs) yes so I will hold their eyes open while I do it to them like no no sorry (laughs) thank you that's a limit (laughs) hard limit oh it's the hardest of limits for me come in the eye I'm like and it's kind of one that's hard I mean you can get a blindfold or something or some Mm -hmm. or wear glasses you know to try to stop that but that's kind of a hard one can be a hard one to navigate I'm like I love a facial but do not get it in my eye not yeah I mean (laughs) I can only imagine like um as a person who I mean I would love to come on someone's face um maybe I should get like a squirting a dildo you know like a yeah and and try it it a shot give it a shot to see how actually hard it is to avoid the eye it's probably pretty hard yeah probably i have a i have a friend who uh had a pair of aviator sunglasses that his ex would wear um, i love when it they were doing facial stuff and aviators um, too what a boss yeah <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about like do you have an aviators fetish now because of that and i, I don't i don't think he's sure whether or not he does <laughs> I love that. I might be that person to have an aviator's <laughs> fetish. Like that is just such a such a good look. It's just do you so, do you so like them on me. Joe Biden? Ah! <laughs> is does he wear aviators? Is that the type that he wears? <laughs> I hope not, because now it's been ruined. Um, <laughs> my kink has been ruined. <laughs> like that. Um, before we go to break. You just ever so subtly mentioned that you and your spouse, Matt, kind of incorporated um, the process of writing this book into your DS dynamic. I have a bit of insight into your dynamic because I've interviewed you so many times surrounding it. But uh, can you tell the people what you meant by that? Yeah, sure. Um, So my spouse, Matt, is my dominant. And um, when I 
first got the book accepted and was starting to work on it, we agreed that we were going to sit down and work out like a schedule for the sections that I was going to write on on which days and uh, like rewards or like incentives. Um, and the main thing was I would have them read to me the chapters that I wrote that day at the end of every day, which mm. I like and helped me edit and helped me understand how the words were going to be received by the reader. And then also at the end of the week, if I completed all my chapters, they would send me a meal, which was really nice and not have to cook after a long week of writing. Um, and they were also in charge of like choosing all the chapters, uh, like what order I would write them in so that I wouldn't have to like expend mental energy on like deciding, which is <laughs> takes up more energy than you think sometimes. Um, and yeah, I really just like got the whole process done um, using kink as a motivator, which is really apt for a book about kink. I know. Do you mention that in the book, even in the foreword or the intro or something? That's I really do. fascinating. There's a section in the book about discipline. Um, and one of the suggestions is like, if there's a thing that the submissive wants to do more consistently, like whether it be exercising or flossing their teeth or working on a big project of some kind, then you could set up, you know, incentive structures or whatever. And yeah. I, I say like this whole book was written using that process. Um, and then also Matt is thanked in the acknowledgments section because I, I wasn't even asked to write an acknowledgment section, but I was like, I'm writing one. You can't keep it out of here. <laughs> Um, for people who don't know, you, um, you know, have a Google sharing app where you share to do lists and things just in mm -hmm. general outside of the specific book writing. So that's not something that's like a huge reach for your dynamic to apply it here as well. Yeah, Matt is very involved in my productivity and motivation on a day to day basis because I have depression and chronic pain. And so it's really helpful for me to have someone kind of like watching over me and keeping me in line and making sure that I'm getting stuff done. Yeah, keeping you motivated. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Self-motivation is fucking the struggle is real. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. And also writing a fucking book is hard. Yeah. Like that's a huge project. Yeah, I was glad that it was broken down into 101 little sections that made it feel more manageable, even though like it's still a fucking book. But <laughs> yeah, almost like you could like like a to do list check off. Yeah. You know, each one that you finished each little chapter that you finished. Yeah, exactly. Was it a struggle to find a 101 or what or or did you have a surplus? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did have a surplus, but many of the ones in the surplus were like, I don't think they're going to let me do this. Um, <laughs> Cuz like <laughs> so originally <laughs> I had tried to do like uh, my original pitch was 101 unusual kinks and fetishes. And so mm, when, right, when right. they wanted me to pivot to something that was like more accessible for a beginning reader, um, yeah. I kept a bunch of the things that were on that list, but also had to remove a bunch of stuff like sneezing fetish and clown fetish and whatnot. Because um, <laughs> I just don't think the average person is going to really be able to find their way into eroticizing those things if they don't already. Yeah. Um, it did take me quite a while to come up with the list because uh, I really wanted it to be stuff that the average person like physically could do and also like could probably get their head around mm -hmm. with a little prompting like why it would be sexy. And yeah, I was surprised at some of the things that they let me keep in like sounding, <laughs> erotic hypnosis, lactation. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's like I, I like that there's some things that are very comparatively tame and then there's just like urethral sounding uh, to me that's like one of the most extreme examples of like a thing that the average vanilla person would be like whoa I don't know about that but you know what if somebody like is kind of has heard of it you know and is interested in trying it like again with this like cool mom thing like they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna do it because they're, mm -hmm. you know, their urethra is right there in front of them. They're going to do it. <laughs> so if they just have a couple handy tips, you know, surrounding it, like, I know yeah. a sub that, like, would use a Q-tip. And I'm like, that Ooh, yikes. would feel terrible. But maybe that's the point in the way you want to experience this. But also, like, no, um, there's so many better <laughs> ways. Did you at least cover it with, like, a finger condom or something? No, of course not. You know? Right. 
Did you use any lube? No, just spit on uh, it. I'm like, dear God. Um, <laughs> like, I'm making such a face right now. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> it's just like sadness and disgust it's and sadness, concern. It's sadness. <laughs> yeah. It makes me I'm sad. Just worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just concerned. I um I follow this uh, dog on Instagram, Bunny the Talking Dog. It's it's one of these dogs that uses these mats with the buttons that you know say a okay. word when the dog hits a button. And uh-huh. one of one of this dog's favorite buttons is concerned, concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, would Bunny be pressing the concern button about Q-tip urethral sounding? <laughs> on yeah. that note, we're gonna head into the break. And we'll be right back talking to Kate Sloan. Let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisoflounge.com. Comeasyouare.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at comeasyouare.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We are here with the writer, Kate Sloan, writer of the new book, 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do. Hello, Kate. <laughs> Hello. I, lo- I love how you say that. That's great. Even you can do. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really funny hearing the different ways that people say it and like different <laughs> emphasis that they put on different words. Even it's just you such a can do. <laughs> There's just so many syllables to to play with. <laughs> I love it. Um, how did you how did you decide on the title of this book? So I didn't actually decide on the title. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> nice. they Good yeah answer. I had pitched uh, I had pitched the uh, 101 unusual kinks and fetishes, and I was also very clear with them like it doesn't have to be called that. that. It can be called something else. Um, but then when we decided to pivot to like a more beginner friendly type of book, uh, this title was suggested by somebody. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't like it at first cause I was like, that's very long. Mm. Um, and I'm going to have to be saying it, you know, Many over times. and over again, probably for, for the rest of my life. But, um, <laughs> it's, I've, it's really grown on me. I think that it really emphasizes like the accessibility of the book and, yep. Um, that it's really trying to be something that can help people figure out how to do stuff. Yeah. Inspire people. Give people ideas. Yeah. All of those things. Um, you already have a new book in the works. Busy <laughs> B. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I actually, um, it's written. It's just, uh, I have to wait another six months for it to come out. But that one also has a very long title. Um <laughs> It, it's, it might even be longer now that I think about it. Um, it's, it's called uh, 200 Words to Help You Talk About Sexuality and Gender. Um, oh, and it's, uh, it. it's for the same publisher as this one. And they have a series called 200 Words to Help You Talk About. And so far they have mm. philosophy and art. Um, and what they do is they just like hire someone who is an expert in that subject matter to pick 200 words that are important for you to know if you want to have sort of like a basic understanding of this subject matter um, and yeah. provide definitions. So, yeah, I had to write definitions of a bunch of words that are really, really hard to define. Um, <laughs> but I, I really did try my best. I tried really hard to be, you know, representative of, uh, especially of the communities that like, I'm not a part of that I was trying to define, like, you know, yeah. quoting folks who are from those communities. Um, yeah, I'm excited for it. It's coming out in April. Man, amazing. Two books within, like, with like a six month span. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. I was like, I've been getting stressed about turning 30 next April. And um, I realized that dirty like, 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 30, flirty and thriving. Flirty, 30, um, 30. <laughs> 
But like by the time I turn 30, I will have had two books out. So like I'm, I'm feeling like I can, I can relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think you're good. <laughs> Jeez. Tone it down a bit. Like you have accomplished these two books aside. You have accomplished so much. You are such a prominent sex writer. Like, thank you. Uh, uh, honestly, as someone almost a decade your senior. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm proud of you because I feel like that sounds condescending, but like <laughs> I am just in awe of you, quite Thank frankly. You. Where do you source that from? Like your, I want to be more specific about this. Like I want to say your self-motivation, but like just your, your drive. Where do you source that from? Hmm. That's a really interesting question. Um, I feel like you and I probably come at it from a similar perspective place even though we're doing slightly different things and oh yours is a trauma response too (laughs) (laughs) oh partly i mean yeah partly uh that's that's not not a factor um but no i was gonna say we're both just like fascinated by sexuality yeah um, yeah and really passionate about helping people in that realm and uh yeah i don't know whenever i think about trying to pivot to a different career I'm just like why would I want to do a career that was not related to sexuality like it's just I don't know (laughs) it's the most interesting thing to me yeah 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 endlessly fascinating too and I think that's a thing about like a book that's kind of marketed towards entry-level people it's like well you know what every day is a school day and even like people that are really experienced kinksters will find something new in this book for sure we'll learn something we'll be inspired by something um because literally, like, even, yeah, my, myself as a professional kink facilitator, uh, I learn shit fucking all the time. I learn stuff from my clients that are experienced fetishists in a very, you know, kind of nuanced, specific kink that I don't have a ton of experience in. Like, stuff like that happens mm-hmm. literally all the time. And it will happen until the day you die. You can't learn everything about sex. Mm-hmm. You just can't. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm learning new things all the time, including from your show, which I consistently love. And like, you're thanked in the back of the book as like what? one of the what? <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah! I mean, you're... <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> well, just like your show is such an interesting source of like just people talking about what they're into and the different ways that they approach kink and um, any kind of resource that's like that is so helpful to people like me who are trying to write about kink for a, for like a wide audience because uh, I just feel like you can't fully understand a kink unless you hear someone talking about it who is into it mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. can explain, you know, the reasoning for it. And so, yeah, I love podcasts like yours that have people on to talk about their proclivities because um, I always learn something new and it's it's world expanding. It's really wonderful. I mean, same for the Dildorks, obviously. <laughs> um, one of the OG sex podcasts that um, <laughs> I, I, it, like does exactly the same thing for me. Um, and speaking of that, um, I I love that. Well, to me, what I think this your book will stand apart from other kind of one on one kink sex books um, is that you're talking about the intentionality behind kinks. Like you're, you're saying like, mm-hmm. you know, talking about why people might be drawn to this, what's hot about it, um, mm-hmm. what it feels like more stuff like that, rather than like, this is the, acta- acta- bleh, this is the activity and try the activity. And this is how mm-hmm. you do the activity, you know, safely or whatever. It's just, this is how you do it. You're talking about this, the more nuanced information um, surrounding these kinks, which, you know, is stuff that attracts and experienced kinksters, I feel like, because that's why why we do kink mm-hmm. is, you know, so much more about just the physical, you know, fine motor skills of the activity it can be about those two, obviously, um, mm-hmm. in, in a big way can be too. But just mm-hmm. just that, you know, maybe 101ers aren't necessarily considering that and that that right. would be probably a huge, awesome bomb to be dropped in front of them to be like, oh my God, yeah, the why beneath all these things. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think that a lot of introductory kink resources sort of assume that if you're seeking them out, it's because you already know that Mm. you're into or interested in doing some of these things. 
And I just know from experience getting into different kinks, especially like older than a lot of folks realize uh, they're kinky, that like uh, sometimes it's helpful to have someone try to sell you on it a little, like not in a coercive (laughs) way, but just in a like, here's why you might enjoy it. And then you go, oh, like I've never really thought about it like that. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate when kink resources do that. So I, it was important to me that I do that in this book as well. Yeah. Especially like if you're in a scenario where, Hey, you have a partner that is into this kink that you haven't heard of maybe or tried or thought Mm -hmm. you were necessarily really into. So to have Mm -hmm. this information of like, Hey, you know, if you like this, you might like this, (laughs) like the recommendations, like the YouTube recommendations, you like that, (laughs) you're gonna, um, but yeah, just to kind of, uh, give you a bit more information as to like the why surrounding it, you might be like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I can approach trying this kink in a way that makes sense to me, um, Mm -hmm. as far as like turning me on or like finding it interesting or whatever, uh, your experience Mm -hmm inside is with it yeah I think that it would be my dream if people were like buying this book for their partners um to be like I think I'm kinky do you want to go on this journey with me like (laughs) let's let's look through this together and and figure out some stuff that we want to do yeah like I for sure have a new partner um and we've already created a list you know of things of things we want to try together like the shared google uh notes (laughs) (laughs) yeah list right so like this Uh is exactly that it's like let's Mm -hmm. buy this book for someone and just be like you want (laughs) you want do with me yeah Just, like, make some markings in the table of contents. Just, like, yes, yes, no, maybe. Like, that would be cute. Yeah, what would you like to see done with this book? Like, are people going to, like, bookmark through it? Are we going to get a highlighter out? What are we, what do you want to see done with this book? (laughs) I am very much in favor of people doing whatever the hell they want to their own (laughs) books. Like, I I have some friends who are librarians who are like, never do Facebooks. And I'm like, I get that. But, like, for me... I really find it to be part of the process of reading and enjoying a book to kind of mark it up or highlight it or whatever. So yeah, I think my vision for it is like that folks would either flip through or just like go to the sections that intrigue them. Um, I also just more generally really love to see people posting sexy selfies with the book. That's just yeah. like my personal like self-indulgent desire. I will do this for you, Kate. When I receive oh. mine in the mail... <laughs> That will be That's my when gift I'll to know. you. That's when I'll know I've really made it. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that would be such an honor. I'm not even joking. <laughs> it's done. Consider it done. It's very easy ask. <laughs> Considering my line of work. <laughs> not a huge ask. I love that, though. I, I, I think the first thing I might do with it, besides reading it, is definitely impact, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to see how sharp these corners are on this hardcover book. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a concern. I would say um, for that reason, keep it like use mostly the side that's near the spine. Yes. Because um, that's where the corners are not sharp. And the other thing is my spouse was experimenting with hitting me with the spine. Like, mm, yeah, that way, the chopping way. Yeah, exactly, which also feels really nice, especially around, like, the sweet spot area of the ass. Would recommend. (laughs) 10 out of 10 (laughs) would recommend this book as a spanking implement. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to get, like, just as many reviews of it as an implement as reviews of it as a book, which is fine with me. (laughs) Did you consider making it longer so it could be thuddier? (laughs) I think it's a good good thuddiness level, actually. Like, you you don't want it to be super heavy, right? I would love for it to just be, like, just nonsense pages, some blank pages, just, like, just, like, fillers for like the last half of the book just to make it weightier extra pages that you can take (laughs) notes on I guess that would be the excuse (laughs) oh man so okay the release of this book is happening like fucking now um like what are you most excited about right now about your book I'm really excited for the people whose lives it could change um Mm. And that's sort of, you know, 
very hopeful on my part. I don't want to presume that it will do that. But like, I just know that having a book like this when I was younger and still figuring my shit out would have been really helpful. And um, I get so many nice emails from folks saying that something that was said on my podcast or on my blog was helpful to them. And I'm just really hoping that the book is also helpful and um, potentially to uh, an audience outside of my usual audience, because I feel like usually the people who listen to me and read my stuff are like pretty firmly in the camp mm. of like they know they're kinky <laughs> um yeah. for the most part uh and yeah i'm just really excited for this book to get out there and i think like especially since 50 shades came out there's been so many kink resources that are like clearly written by people with very little experience in the realm if any yeah. um and written without much of an emphasis on safety or like what kinksters find exciting about the things that they do um yeah so is it such like a is it too much to ask to have a kink book that's written by an actual kinkster is that too much <laughs> to ask like jesus yeah i mean like i feel like most of the books are written by actual kinksters just because like it's such a long-form project like right. i don't know how you would even write something like that if you didn't have some level of experience but like when I go on I don't want to call out like Cosmo necessarily like I've written <laughs> for Cosmo and they they are better than they used to be back in the day but like publications like that I feel like sometimes publish kink info where it's like they just you know it was on their editorial calendar and they needed sure. to do it and here's a list and, of the top 10 things you can do to turn on your husband now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it feels like they're suggesting either the same things over and over again, or they're suggesting things that make no sense. Like, uh, well, now that I think about it, the, the like joke everybody makes about that Cosmo thing about like putting a donut on somebody's dick and eating it off there. I mean, like that's, that's like, that's a splashing scene kind of maybe. Yeah, that's like a that's like one step away from grapefruiting someone's dick. Have you ever seen <laughs> that girl? Oh, I have icon. not seen it. I have heard tell, but I, I would be curious to <laughs> an see an icon. This woman, <laughs> <laughs> a donut. I haven't heard donut, but yeah, like what's what's the role play there? Where are we a baker? <laughs> yeah, maybe we're a baker and we need to test out. We need to make sure that the holes of all these donuts are uniform, right? <laughs> the donut yeah. hole cutter has gone missing. Mm. <laughs> this is the premise. <laughs> and we need something to fit in the middle of these donuts. <laughs> Suddenly I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes, just a little narrative. <laughs> just a little scene premise, and then suddenly it makes sense. <laughs> I was thinking about um, those parties, like really fancy parties where there's like sushi <gasps> laid on a naked person's body. Yes. But like, what if it was that, but for donuts, but like <laughs> the people had to like maintain erections at all times, otherwise yes. the donuts are going to fall off and like it's part of the display, so... Yeah, so you have to keep that person aroused enough. So, yeah. you know, maybe other things need to be done to them. There's got to be like a keeper of the donut holder <laughs> that their job is to maintain arousal. Mm -hmm. See, another good one. Hey, you know, we're not knocking you, Cosmo. We're running with it. We found two really great ideas. Yeah, maybe they were onto dick. something. Yeah, maybe they knew more about this than we originally gave them credit for. Just saying. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love, um, I love the fact that you are not just doing the same. You know, it's not the same intro level book that we've read. Mm -hmm. Like. Um, was that a huge intention for you, like, when you started writing it, like, to not do this like it's been done? Yeah, and, like, I don't necessarily want to, like, drag other yeah, people who've written sure. um, 101 level kink books. It's it's not like I have read all of them and hate all of them. Like, that's definitely not, yes, <laughs> not what yes, I'm saying. Yes, yes, yes. But, um, I just, you know, I wanted to write it the way that I would write it, which I like to write things in a way that's, like, fun and accessible and... Um, encourages people to use their imaginations and um yeah that's that's just how I approached it and uh hopefully it helps some people yeah I like to approach I mean you're talking kind of about the podcast and like um I I feel like that 
is often my intentionality with creating content as well. Like even with the sex toy review stuff I've been doing on YouTube, I'm like, those are so great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like, and the intention fully is that it's like, okay, let's have an experienced sex toy person with a completely unexperienced, usually um, Mm -hmm. other person that's usually very funny. And, you know, let's talk about, let's do both at the same time. Let's have, Mm -hmm. you know, the reaction, the review from a person who is totally new to this type of thing and see how they would approach it, how they felt about it. And then also on the other hand, have someone that's probably tried these things before or tried something like it or has like a different more nuanced kind of understanding of what how you could play with this you know what i mean so like hopefully yeah old uh, old kinksters oldies can watch it but but also <laughs> hopefully it's at an access point that people are like not going to be intimidated um by you know this like fun kind of way of approaching kink yeah, or yeah. Sex. I really liked the. Uh, I always like those videos, um, and oh. me and Matt were particularly enjoying the uh, one with Coco Galore that you did. Um, <laughs> she's fabulous. I just I love Coco. I think she's so brilliant and so funny, and that video is so fun. And yeah, it's a great idea for a series. I'm really glad that you've been doing it. Thank you. Um, she was so goofy that day. Usually, like, <laughs> she can be a little kind of reserved. She's kind kind yeah. of has a dry sense of humor. Uh-huh. And that day, I don't know what, <laughs> what <laughs> side of the bed she rolled out on, but, like, she was super goofy. She really surprised me that day. Like, oh, she's just so funny. She's very silly, which is, like, not necessarily a word I would use to describe Coco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I my first time going back to Comedy Bar after the pandemic recently was to see a show that Tom Hearn was doing and yeah. Coco gave like a PowerPoint presentation on why <laughs> she's never watched the show Friends and never will and <laughs> <laughs> never will. <laughs> it was very divisive, but I was like, wow, I respect that stance. <laughs> I love that. You know what? Like honestly, the, my review show is so catered to you. Oh my god! Because <laughs> really you are is. like you are the biggest like improv comedy nerd ever. Yeah. Um, and then also obviously a sex toy blogger, sex writer. So like, <laughs> oh my god, could could something be more well catered to you? <laughs> it really is like a dream that I like. Literally, if I if I woke up from a dream and I was like, I just had this weird dream that I was watching Coco Galore from. From the Bad Dog Theater, review a sex toy. Yeah. (laughs) Very odd. Every time a new one comes out, I'm like, oh, I know that person. I know that toy. I have to watch this immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been able to see like comedy? Are you, are you, have you done that a bit now? Uh, Yeah, I've, I've done a bit of uh, going back to in-person shows, especially um, now that they're requiring proof of vax. So I'm I'm feeling a little bit better about it. But like over the pandemic, I was mostly watching the Bad Dog Theater YouTube (gasps) channel, which is so great. It's, uh, it's, it just like really honestly got me through the pandemic. Like I was watching Hookup and I was watching theater sports and. Yeah, you love um, Hookup, eh? I do. I really, <laughs> I miss it. I, I really wish that I could go see Hook Up. Like, Have right you now. heard uh, Paul Bates' new podcast? <laughs> no. Wait, oh, was it God. like, it was some kind of history thing? Yes. Yeah. So it's called, let me get... I heard about like rumors about this a while ago, but I have never actually... The Dubious Book of Famous Deeds. <laughs> Basically, oh, he... Paul. I know it's very Paul. It's very Paul. It's like history, but he um, brings comedians on to talk about history, and it's all based on this like, like you know, 150 year old book he found somewhere. Um, and it's so problematic in so many ways, but it just like uh, recounts like historical events. <laughs> I'm I'm scrolling through it right now. This yeah. looks so amazing. I need to dive in. I think Paul is like one of the funniest people. Oh. <laughs> The funniest. I love, I love that we're, Paul Bates. I know. I love that we're just doing like a Toronto it's comedy scene <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Whatever. I'm it's like that's like my second biggest interest other than sex stuff. It's so Toronto like, improv comedy. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I, I mean same. Yeah. Not wrong. <laughs> Finally getting back to um 
Matt is producing, my husband, my husband, Matt, my spouse, Matt, <laughs> mm-hmm. is um, finally back to producing improv comedy. So I'm, I think on nice. my, I'm a renewed, you know, I was also a Bad Dog TV watcher throughout the pandemic, um, mm-hmm. as well as some of my favorite podcasts do have like YouTube versions, like where they're, you know, mm-hmm. recording on video as well, which has been a savior. But like, oh man, to get back in a theater space watching improv comedy, missed it. Oh, Missed it so yeah. much. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. So um our I I know I asked you this pre recording, but I thought I'd ask you on air as well. Do you have like a a physical tour planned or what are you kind of doing um, you know, if if you're not doing that surrounding your book and doing live events again? Yeah, I'm not really doing much in the way of physical events. Uh, I'm doing a launch party, uh, which will have happened by the time this episode comes out. But uh, I am doing a lot of like online stuff. Um, I've guested on a bunch of podcasts recently, um, which honestly for me as like a lazy introvert is like pretty ideal as a book tour (laughs) instead of like (laughs) having to go around places. Yeah, um, but if folks want to tune in to an online thing that I'm doing, um, I've partnered with Glad Day TV to do a Zoom show on Monday, October 18th at 7. If you follow me on Twitter and or Instagram uh, at girly underscore juice, I will be posting the details about that. Um, There will be some kind of like reading situation, um, maybe some kind of demo. I haven't really decided yet. Um, And then also I'm I'm hoping to be able to sell signed copies on my website at some point as well. So that'll be an option. Amazing. I already bought mine. So will you sign it next time I see you in person? absolutely (laughs) of course (laughs) okay so where else we should be wrapping this up so tell us where else can we buy the book where else can we follow you find all your other great writing stay tuned for the upcoming next book just in april a few (laughs) little months away (laughs) <laughs> let me have it yeah um so all the info about the book including uh the pre-order uh, nope that's not right i've been saying pre-order for so many <laughs> yeah, months for so long. it's, it's just here. in my muscle memory no yeah. it's here um, it's today it's happening <laughs> yeah all the info about the book including links to where you can buy it are uh, can be found at 101kinkythings.com and if you follow me on Twitter and Instagram, like I said, I'm, I'm posting a lot of updates about what's going on with events and whatnot. I am at girly underscore juice. I also write a sex blog called Girly Juice, which you can find at girlyjuice.net. Um, and I co-host a couple of podcasts like we were talking about. Sure One of them do. is called The Dildorks, which is dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. And the other one is Question Box, the game show podcast of shockingly personal questions, which you guessed it on, and we had such a good time. Such a good time. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Okay, people, if you don't know where to follow me by now, I don't know what to do with you. But on Twitter, (laughs) where I'm the most active, it's at TheLadyPim1. If you must, you can follow me on Instagram at TheLadyPim or at The Bedpost Podcast. I have a Patreon, The Bedpost Show. I have a YouTube channel, which we discussed the bed post show i took sex out of the title because people mm. hate me uh yeah, that sucks. <laughs> everyone hates it uh, and uh yeah i last person i like to thank always is the lady that does the music for my podcast steph copeland you can find the rest of her shit at uh, steph kate sloan and matt who i think is in the background tell them tell them i said hi um thank you so much for coming on the pod um can't fucking wait to get your book yeah thank you for having me this was a great time always is and come back anytime open invitation (laughs) um thank you everyone hope you enjoyed this episode we'll see you next time with another fun sexy guest here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality get fucked bye bye This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.